Well, hello, hello, everyone. This is Irliana Samsara back again with another edition of Star Sound Speaks. This is actually episode 64. I can't believe it. Where did the time go? Anyway, um, I'm really, really excited today because I have a guest on the show who I've wanted to have for two years. I started this podcast in October of 2018, as many of you know, and since that time, I caught this wonderful gentleman by the name is Demetrius Begley of New York City, astrologer, uh, caught my eye and um, on Twitter. And so I started following him and he started following me. And it turns out, I find out that um, what I love about Demetrius, many things, but he's, he's a vegan as I am. And so I just, I reached out to him to say, you know, dude, I would love to interview you one day to just talk about Uranus in Taurus, because that is definitely a huge, huge uh, influence, creating an influence on why veganism has just gotten so hugely embraced in the world and things to come. So it's taken me a while, but I finally got around to it. Um, it's hard to catch this man. Um, he is a producer and, uh, and, and very, very active in the community. Um, as a matter of fact, I just want to give you a little bit, little sense about who Demetrius is. Um, he's an award-winning movie producer, the documentary Vegucated, which I believe is on Netflix. And he's a nationally recognized events producer. He's a longtime astrologer. He's been published in Vibe magazine. Uh, Demetrius has been an incredibly active volunteer for 30 plus astrologer conferences. Yeah, that's, that's, a lot. <laughs> and he also serves on the NGCR board of directors. So uh, the NGCR is the National uh, Council for Geocosmic Research. Um, so it's one of the governing bodies of astrology. Um, he's also a project coordinator for Astrology, the New Generation Anthology book. And he manages the International Society of Black Astrologers and much more. Um, he produces astrology media and events, including the recent and groundbreaking Queer Astrology Conference 2020. Remember back a, about a month or two ago, I interviewed Vanessa Montgomery, and I met Vanessa through Demetrius. So uh, that was very exciting. I'm very grateful for that connection. And uh, of course, that, was, that is a very groundbreaking conference. Uh, it was so important that I felt to dedicate a whole podcast episode to it. No matter where we are on the sexual orientation spectrum, it has incredibly valuable things to say. And it is definitely at the forefront of our consciousness. And all the shifting and changing of 2020 is really um, alive and kicking at the QAC. And I know it will grow and, and, and expand even more in the years to come. Um, and Demetrius also does talks and panels through Astrology Brooklyn um, and the Stars on Fire podcast. So I, I honestly don't know when he sleeps, but let's all say hello to <laughs> Demetrius Begley. Hello, Demetrius. Hi, thanks for having me on. Uh, I definitely do sleep. I'm not one of those people who can go... Uh... 24, 36, or 48 hours. I think I've done it three, maybe if not, maybe four times, definitely not more than four in my life. I need sleep, and I realize some of it, right, the body needs it, but I also need it to kind of just catch up to some of my thoughts and process what, what is, what did just happen, what is happening, or what's to, or not even or, but and what's to come. Um, yeah, which is um, interesting because some days my mind is like, no, let's keep going, let's keep going. And my body's like, stop right here. Um, yeah. Hey, I, I was a New York, I, I don't know, if, 
I think I might have told you, I grew up in Long Island. I lived in the city for like 13 years. So I had type A stamped into my DNA for, you know, forever. And it took me years to undo that. <laughs> yeah, so I know what you mean. I think we can, all of us uh, type A, you know, yeah, we can relate. <laughs> well, it's interesting, uh, Gen, Gen X here. One of the things I think that's challenging about uh, 2024, a lot of people, at least in the US, maybe in the Western world, maybe in the world, I don't know, but definitely I, I observe it and see people say it in the US, is we don't, and it's not new, but we don't know, we're very do, 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 work, work, work oriented. And certainly, you know, a lot of employers want us to, including us self-employed folks, want us to work, I don't know about work, 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 but work, work, or work, and write and earn, so we have money for some of the things amidst all of the, the shifts that this COVID uh, ripple has brought. But I think there's a way, um, and certainly part of uh, at least a slice of the pie we're talking about today with Uranus and Taurus is, Taurus sometimes wants to be. One of the first things I thought when I first started studying astrology is, and still, th uh, which was well over 25 years ago, is the couch potato, I forget what I read, but I immediately was like, no, that doesn't make sense. I think Taurus is the original couch potato of the Zodiac. Um, and I, that's not a pejorative, not a compliment either. It's just, I think they're really good sometimes at just being and, and sitting with something. Uh, and there's some puns there, uh, depending on, uh, I'll let that stand. But I think there's a way we need to kind of just sit and be still. Um, and I know the mind, right, or the monkey mind, as some call it, kind of keeps going. But I think we have to sort through some of that uh, because of what we're missed. And, and that that's not necessarily what we're talking about today. I would say that's about Saturn and Pluto and uh, certainly um, the Jupiter-Saturn uh, grand, great, great conjunction and sort of even a bigger backdrop than what we'll talk about mm -hmm. today. But it's challenging, right, when you're, you know, you know, don't go shopping, you know, in any of the senses, don't do this, don't do, don't even go into work for a lot of us, you know, but you still have to keep working from home, right? You've got to figure out your internet and or your computer and or, you know, a, a space, a station, uh, so to speak, or office or whatever at home, uh, which is fascinating, but uh, on top of, you know, if you have kids and childcare and, 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 and let's throw a few more hands in there. Right. Um, but I think on the other side of this, um, and Uranus and Taurus has already really been telling us this from the very beginning of when it first went in. I should grab my ephemeris to remember. May, May of 2018. Uh, right. When it went in, that things were fundamentally going to be different. And I use the word fundamentally, uh, maybe for all the earth signs, but definitely I think Taurus sometimes, I don't think it's a bad rap, right, as uh, maybe Gemini and the water signs do, or at least two of the water signs, uh, Pisces and Scorpio. But I think Taurus sometimes is really undersung. It's the second sign. And so now we've got sort of a dynamic going on between, right, uh, Aries slash Mars, Taurus slash Venus. And we have things, right? We have body, we have... Uh, earth, you know, uh, lowercase e and uh, uppercase e, but, uh, uh, and we have the senses, I think the five or more, if we want to say it that way, but I think all those, that sensory, uh, right, smell, taste, touch, 
uh, Neil, who I forget here, that's a lot actually. Not that other mammals, uh, creatures uh, that aren't human have them, but it can be so fascinating. Uh, I'll talk more about this uh, and probably what else. Uh, food is probably, right? So taste is not my number one, ironically, but the one that I gush about. Um, right, Taurus rules the senses and food and yeah, all of that. If we don't have our, if we're not, uh, if we're not really in touch with our senses, I'll just take them as a set because I know some different people have different uh, degrees of, you know, if they're colorblind or, or uh, hard of hearing or, or those things. But what I want to say as a set is, uh, and I want to say six senses here. I'm going to go ahead and say six. Maybe there are more, maybe there are only five, but I'm going to stay with six for this conversation. That's a lot of power and magic and fascination, uh, uh, right, in, in the context of, of being human that I think we just don't appreciate um, the basics of a great, it, it's funny, we talk about it culturally, I think cross-culturally. Uh, let me use this example that just popped in my head. You've heard people of different nationalities, different faiths, different backgrounds talk about some sort of bread that they love, right, in your life. Mm-hmm. And bread is, I don't want to say universal, I think as a, a concept it's universal, but right, there's so many variations on bread. But there is really nothing like a, a, a great piece of bread, which might be simply made, might be complicated, and certainly could be anywhere in between. I, uh, and right, shout out to the sourdough uh, starters and bakers, right, who have found their way back to baking bread or just to starting to bake bread uh, through through this uh, stay-at-home interim that a lot of the world is experiencing. I thought that was really funny that a lot of basics popped up. Um, and I, uh, we can credit it maybe with the Saturn and Tor- uh, excuse me, Saturn and going into Aquarius, we could go to others. I think it's about Uranus, in part, right, because they're all interacting, about Uranus and Taurus. I'll, I'll say more about that throughout the conversation. <clears throat> but I think Taurus is often basics, and there's uh, 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 nothing in the phrase at this second, but that's come up in the slang culturally in the last, I think, three or four years. Um, she's a basic B without... <laughs> Um, and basics. And I think there's a way we can see in some of the headlines of 2020, uh, maybe a lot of this back to school, not back to school might be, how do we, and, and definitely sort of Virgo in there with routines, but how are we functioning? Just the, the simple basic, right? How are we uh, feeding ourselves? How are we sleeping? How are we eating? Um, right, the practical things these practical things that we must have, right? We must have some measure of sleep wherever we are. We need to eat, certainly we need to hydrate. Um, and, and that, you know, we could go on with that list. I won't hear, uh, right? The bathing is debatable for some people more so. <laughs> um, the getting dressed, right? Really up, right? Back to a sense of, uh, um, of, of things. Let me pause there. I, I've said a, a lot, Gemini rising. Uh, <laughs> So forgive me, listeners uh, and hosts. Um, but I want to throw some things on the table there that Taurus don't don't uh, don't underestimate or downplay Taurus. Um, please don't do that, particularly because Uranus is in Taurus, and I think we need we uh, humans and more so astrologers really need to think about that more 
because we're not even halfway through this, this transit of Uranus and Taurus, which I do not associate with uh, COVID and mask wearing, et cetera. I do associate it with a lot of the changes we've seen that are particular. Some I've already uh, mentioned in these first few minutes, but I'll, we'll dive more into those uh, in, in this conversation. Yeah, the Taurus being, you know, um, well, Uranus, when you think about Uranus, the innovative, the the game changer, the shocker, the, the paradigm shifter, the one who's going to throw the rug out from underneath you. And uh, as a matter of fact, just as I'm saying that, I don't know if you can hear something, a bolt of lightning, just um, a thunderbolt just struck. So the Uranus rules lightning. Thank Uranus is here. Uranus is in the house. Welcome, Uranus. Broadcasting. <laughs> Uh, so, but yeah, the, that sudden amount of that sudden shock to, you know, our comfort zone, right? Taurus is all about our comfort zone and our security and what we need to feel secure. And so Uranus and Taurus is like upending, like the, the picnic blanket that just gets thrown up in the air and, and it's, or the bull in the China shop, you know, is another, um, but for sure with, um, with the food supply, I mean, I know for me, I saw it very clearly when, um, you know, it already had been gaining momentum in Uranus was in Aries, but then uh, once it got to, to Taurus, it's just the, the vegan, everything, like when you think about veganism and, um, you know, the meat meat industry and how uh, certainly COVID has really devastated, you know, we've heard those news stories about workers dying, getting sick in the meat factories, and it was already coming up. And now it's like really... And actually, if you want to know something, I, I remember looking at the chart of the United States and we have um, the south and north and south node is six degrees. Um, so the south node is at six degrees of Aquarius. So that when Uranus squared that node, that's when we had all these young Gen X and YZ chaining themselves to each other in front of like factory farms. And it was really loud, you know, and then it retrograded, kind of stepped back. But yeah, I, I just thought that was fascinating. Just want to say that. <laughs> so yeah. I'm with that. I'm, I'm I'm playing back right. There's so much that's happened in the last decade, which I, I'm saying pre 20 calendar 2020, that uh, particularly around vegan um, that I haven't necessarily processed through and have, and wanted to, um, and then got thrown off as we probably all did by COVID. Um, and then I've been, you know, while I'm still kind of trying to look back and look ahead, because this decade we're in astrologically, it's jam-packed, jam-packed and fascinating, Yeah, it is everything accelerated. So I'll confess, plus, plus humble brag here, I knew that grocery shopping would drastically change during Uranus and Taurus and probably before Uranus got to 15 degrees, right, in the middle of Taurus. Right, right. And I knew it, it would pick up speed across the 30 degrees. What I didn't anticipate, and I mean, per se, it will still do that. What I didn't anticipate, and I didn't see from any colleagues, is that we would have this unheard of extreme acceleration of what what would uh, how this would happen uh, and some of this isn't about uh, astrology strictly astrology some of it is i've been watching the headlines for you know uh, three or four years i've signed up for some newsletters 
to think about uh, what was going to change. What I thought in 2017, 2018, as we were wrapping up Uranus and uh, Aries, Uranus and Aries, is um, shopping would change. To me, Taurus is the shopper sign. There are arguments I've heard and actually even made for Virgo. I think Virgo might be more the sort of bargain hunter or the thrift, the thrifter. Arguably. Yes, yes, very I, much. I think the shopper in general is Taurus. That's been my, no, I'm not a Taurus, not my firsthand experience, but I've seen it over and over and over again. Um, there are people I can't think of a good example we can pull out of uh, sort of the celebrity or fame culture. Uh, that could represent them. I, oh, I think of like Neiman Marcus, like because Taurus is ruled by Venus. So Uranus and Taurus, you know, Neiman Marcus, my friend in LA, she worked at Neiman Marcus and cosmetics and she had, you know, obviously they had to, everybody had to shut down and I just, Uranus and Taurus, there it is. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because retail stores and department stores have were changing before Uranus went into Taurus. But what's happened since Uranus has gone into Taurus is we've seen a lot more, uh, at least in the, uh, not, not at least, in the U.S. And, as, and also in the world, but I'm just really looking at the, mostly at the U.S., a little bit the U.K., uh, and watching different articles in the last two and a half years, is a lot of chains we grew up with, anybody listening, they're going or they're gone or they're fighting in most cases to survive. And we could have a whole tangent conversation or actually someone else could, because I don't know a ton about them, about Amazon's dominance and what's going on there astrologically. We could talk about um, some of the other players. Um, uh, it's, it's interesting to think about Amazon because it's helped a lot in uh, small companies. Mm -hmm but it's also gotten bigger by way of them and separate from them. We can right. think about the other big tech companies, uh, I'm thinking of Apple at the top of my head, uh, who doesn't, you know, who obviously is in retail with their uh, very expensive <laughs> hardware that I'm using here, uh, but also uh, very quote intuitive in quality. Um, but without going too deep into that, it's just been interesting to watch because I did see, and other astrologers did, and again, it, you don't need astrology for this, that a retail apocalypse is coming. And so what's a little scary right now, at least for me is we're in it and it got accelerated, everything got, not everything. So many things have been accelerated in the last, just really six months. Um, As you said that the thunderbolt uh, collapsed. Here's on a brighter note, um, a few things I'll say. I, I, I'm not trying to, and forgive, forgive me listeners, if it sounds doom and gloom. Um, I don't think it's that per se. I think the challenge of the moment, at least for myself, I think really for all humans right now, is that we're ending a lot of different cycles and we're beginning them too. And I don't think there's a lot of language or even imagery for us, even including astrologers, ironically, to navigate uh, this 2020 astrologically when you spread it out is, it's inimitable. It is for some, you know, uh, once every 200 years, for others, once 
uh, a millennia, you know, and then a couple in between. And then we could talk about much shorter cycles, a 13 year cycle going back to the housing bust uh, in 2008. Um, and when Pluto went into Capricorn, we could talk about uh, 20 years ago in uh, May of 2000, or maybe it's not May, but definitely counter 2000 when Jupiter and Saturn last uh, were conjunct. Um, and then there's a 30, actually it's not, a, it's not a regular cycle, but 36, 38 years, we could talk about um, Sa uh, Saturn-Pluto cycle. Uh, right in the sort of the middle of Reagan's first uh, term as president. And, and I know that corresponds with other world leaders, but I'm not as up on that history. And that's, that's not about Saturn and Pluto. I more want to talk about Uranus today. Um, yes, back to Uranus and Taurus. <laughs> one thing I, uh, uh, and people are like, why is he jumping around, Gemini rising? But also all of these things happen concurrently so it's fun, at least for me, and I think a number, not all, but a number of astrologers to try to figure out the layers of the sandwich we're missed or lasagna or whatever this is. But I also think uh, staying with lasagna, we've got to be cognizant of, you know, well, what kind of pasta is this? Or are we using, you know, strips of zucchini? Are we using, uh, you know, a store-bought vegan cheese? Or are we using our a homemade tofu ricotta? And then, you know, grandma's recipe or the neighbor's, right? because grandma's recipe is not the same, and so on, right? These nuances, I think, are, I, I always think they're important, and that's, that's my, my personal bias, but I think they're more so, um, not just in 2020, but I think the next two or three years, because there are a lot of things to sort through. I, I want to remind myself and then anyone listening um, this was one of the first things, very, very first things I learned about the sort of the zodiac signs uh, back in the early 90s. The bull, when it's moving, is one of the fastest land animals. A bull, when it is moving, is really? one of the fastest land animals. How fast is it? I looked up before we got on today because I, I, had, I had definitely had a, the wrong number in my head, but I laughed. A bull at top speed goes 35 miles per hour. And keep in mind a lot of the imagery or impressions that you that I have, and I think a lot of people have, is of the bull, you know, or quote unquote a cow sitting in the middle of a field. Being slow right? and a spot. Well, not even moving, I think, for a lot of us. And if it is moving, um, in fact I wanted Plotting. to <laughs> well, I think it moseys. In fact, I'm like, is mosey right. where we get moved from? I, I don't know the etymology of the, the word. The bull is one of the fastest moving land animals. It is, um, and I looked it up right before we got on the scale. Um wow. that's shocking in true year on fashion. Right. And I'm gonna say two two qualifiers there. Um almost all the cats. Uh, I don't know about house cat. I don't know if I saw that on the list, but all the sort of outdoor cats, lions, tigers, uh, but not bears, <laughs> those move faster, right? And I didn't, I didn't dive too deep into why. Um, bulls move 30 at, at top speed, top speed, 35 miles per hour. Humans at our best, right, at our pro athletes, maybe push 29, 28, 30 miles per hour, right? Just for comparison. Most of us, right, average uh, folks, uh, which I put myself in, may, we'll be lucky to get up to 20 miles per hour, right? Uh, Fastest. Yeah. 
So right, just some comparison. And that's, that's relatively fast uh, if we look at it in a few different ways without parsing that out. But just a compare, right, uh, consider a bull when it's moving moves faster than us. And I think that's what we are experiencing or have experienced in the last six months. Grocery shopping is very different, not for everyone, but for a lot of us. Well, actually I would say it is for even those who still shop in person because right, a lot of these stores you need to put on a mask. There are a lot less people shopping uh, mm -hmm. or can be depending on times and, and so on and so forth. You know, uh, items are harder to get and, 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 and. Um, the flip side of this and, and forgive me, uh, I do look at a lot of business articles because they're paying for the data. They have the data. These articles, are, news articles are free. Gros uh, um, or online grocery ordering, trying to find some language for it, has more than tripled. And it was already moving at quite a clip before all or this broke. Right, yeah. it was already on trend. And I've been, again, been watching that for about over three years now. Uh, and just talking about grocery here, obviously there's other shopping that this affects. That's enormous for any business. I think we're gonna see 400, not quite 500 by the end of the year. Uh, that's for Amazon, that's for Instant Cart, uh, all their peers on a smaller scale. Uh, Walmart just jumped into the mix uh, just this week actually uh, with more of that. I don't know what, I forget what they call it and what that looks like. Uh, it's important even if you don't like these companies, and I'm not advocating for them whatsoever, that we understand, uh, 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 moon and cancer here, I don't know if I said that since we started, <laughs> I'm always concerned with the next meal, not right. in your way, but I love food, I love taste. The kitchen, the kitchen That's, is your domain. <laughs> it is, I have to spend more time in there actually to um, sort of replenish is, is what I'm learning. I enjoy cooking, uh, usually for other people ironically, um, but I love, 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 and have you know, all pretty much you know, my life, uh, uh, so vegan and pre-vegan. I what? love food. I love to eat. So how did you, be, with steering back to the veganism conversation with Uranus and Taurus and veganism, just curious, how did you become vegan? You are a foodie. You love food. And how, how did that evolve for you? And how did the astrology of that fit in for you? I want to give a very abbreviated version because there's so many other things I want to say, but also ask and <laughs> see what you think and what you've seen. Um, it was a spiritual choice. Um, the um, a series was involved, a, a conjunction to my natal series. Um, series, just for those who don't or are not familiar with series, is the goddess of fertility. She's a dwarf planet. I mean, they say asteroid, but she's honestly, almost as big as Pluto. Um, but she rules like fertility and agriculture and food, the food supply. Yeah. So that's just to put that in English for some folks. <laughs> thank you for that. I want to throw out two series a lot of people are familiar with, if they're familiar with Greek Roman myths, right? Uh, mm -hmm. uh, she's, uh, so to speak here, my namesake, right? Demetrius comes from Demeter, and Demeter is an, right. an alternate name for Ceres. Oh, wow, that's a trip. I didn't make that connection. Yeah. Well, here's, here's the other part of, or another part of it. This is Persephone's mother, right? And so Ceres slash Demeter and Pluto slash Hades, 
this is this triangle, uh, uh, not a love triangle in a two lovers, but right, a mother and her daughter and this, you know, maybe leader, but maybe evil guy, depends on which version of the myth we want to talk about. There's one version that says the struggle between Ceres and Pluto is Ceres becoming an empty nester and letting go of Persephone and her coming into her, her agency as a woman, right, from a girl and her uh, sexuality uh, and emotions, et cetera, um, which I think is really fascinating looking at series astrologically to think about that um, maturation. And even if uh, we don't want to subscribe to that version of the myth, uh, which arguably uh, is, is a feminist rereading of it uh, and, and literally retranslating it, it is also about crops have to mature, right? Things have to ripen and then you know, we eat them, we harvest them, eat them, and then the field is, you know, barren or quiet or whatever the, the farm language I'm thinking of is, and then it starts over. Um, I had always thought a lot about my name. Um, I, I discovered a wee bit of astrology uh, overlapping. Um, a lot of things came into my life uh, around vegan. Um, it was a very spiritual, like, year and a half. Uh, I don't know what was how many years ago was that when you became this vegan? is 93 oh wow you're in your like saturn return of being vegan i am yeah ah. i, I want to pull up that chart soon um i officially went vegan january 1st 1994 that june um i came across uh, um i'm trying to remember the exact title uh astrology book at the library that that uh, sort of jumped out at me um, Archetypes of the Zodiac, uh, Kathleen Burt, I think that's the last name is B-U-T-B-R-T, and she associates the planets and the um, uh, astrologically and uh, the Greek-Roman myths, and I knew a lot about the Greek-Roman myths uh, for that day, and I've learned, you know, that variation I just shared with you in other sense. Um, it's so funny, it's so long ago, but then not. I was trying to answer a few things in sort of in tandem to each other, right? As you're already hearing the way I speak here. And the key was this with respect to veganism, or what turns out to be veganism. I wanted to know if I didn't want to see any more war in my lifetime, what I could do immediately. And the answer from spirit came back, um, go vegan. Wow. And I knew what vegan was um, conceptually. Um, and this is 93, right? Vegetarian is not a common mm -hmm. menu option at most restaurants. I grew up uh, cooking at home, but also eating out, slash ordering for delivery. That's, that's always, a, I grew up in Chicago. Mm -hmm. That's always a mix for me. So I, I knew that it would be challenging. And that was not the answer you were expecting, probably. <laughs> no, I wasn't attached in that, uh, ironically, I usually am, but I wasn't attached to an answer, but I was surprised sort of at the, more the way it came back to me, uh, the answer, and a little bit even that I was asking sort of this pretty large question, um, and that it was, I don't know, the sort of uh, internal uh, soul conversation or what have you, but again, this was... Um, few days if not weeks before there was a good year year not quite a year and a half year plus of a lot uh, the, the the cosmos was and i don't say this lightly at all was literally speaking to me and, and communicating to me in so so many ways there was a family member i lost the september prior 92 
uh, and then July, or uh, actually two, both in 92. Uh, so maybe that it was them, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I'm not necessarily concerned with trying to figure that out or parse that out per se. Uh, and there was a lot going on of good stuff. Um, but the answer back was go vegan. And I kind of, again, I knew what it was and kind of like, oh, okay. Uh, not surprised by the answer per se, but um, <laughs> I, didn't I didn't jump in the pool <laughs> immediately. I can say that. Um, there's more to that story, which is, is not necessarily, uh, isn't, isn't interesting depending. But what I'll say about it, uh, right, this is again, basically the beginning of summer 93, uh, summer proper, right? So cancer, uh, zero degrees of cancer. Cancer, right? Uh, at the, I always get my solstices and equinoxes mixed up. It's That's two o'clock. Yes, it is. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Was honest talking, the techno voice. <laughs> the voice yeah, that was my computer. Um, it's interesting because it was only, a, it was not even two months later. Uh, a couple other, uh, many other things happened. But another book literally fell off the shelf at me. And a number of books had done this uh, for, uh, before this, earlier, 93. Um, and that book was um, Fit for Life, which was a bestseller. Oh, that's uh, the one I read, too, that got me on conscious eating. That's amazing. That, uh, this is a bestseller um, uh, from the 80s. Um, I yeah, they were on national television and everything. I remember when yeah, that came out. I think it's still one of the best selling. Uh, mm -hmm. Harvey and Marilyn Diamond. Um, one, if not both of them, have gone on to the other side now. I looked them up a good few weeks or months ago. Um, oh, uh, you know that. It, it's a fascinating, they're a fascinating couple and story when we want to look at um, the Whole Foods movement, which I haven't done in super great detail, but have some uh, with respect to vit my work on Vegucated. Um, and becoming a professional vegan, uh, sort of by accident, sort of by not. Um, anyway, those those are some pieces. But the, the short of it is, it was a spiritual choice, um, and I'm very happy about the choice. Um, part of me is sort of processing back just some new perspective and thoughts about that time and this time, uh, including, uh, thank you for that, the mention of Saturn Return, uh, and also the world, uh, the world has changed a lot since then to finish the thought. But even if we step back, because I'm guessing there are people listening that aren't vegan or <laughs> whisper, uh, stage whisper or vegan yet, is grocery changed drastically since I even just had that you know, soul conversation or whatever. Again, June, uh, I don't think it could have been May, but May, June. 93 because then i i decided to go vegan again a few weeks later but uh specifically around uh some other soul conversations and fit for life fit for life is not a vegan book i want to say um i would argue in today's lingo it's a whole foods mostly plant-based book um i think it has and i i was trying to get the copy that i had uh online of, uh, how many ever weeks ago uh, but couldn't find it um, uh, because I have references to certain page numbers and some journals, but um, I think it was a lot of it was riffing off of macrobiotic, so not eating you know the junky cereals, leaving soda pop alone, leaving the potato chips and whatever oils we were eating back in those days. We weren't right. supposed to be eating. Not that other oils aren't tricky. Right. Um, and I would just eat 
anything that was in front of me. I would eat the broccoli and the ranch dip or the steamed broccoli or the Doritos or the Dunkin' Donuts and, 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 and. Like I want to eat and I enjoy those things. I still enjoy vegan versions of those things I've just said that are vegan and many others. I, I want to throw this, this, this oddity out um, right, keep riffing off Uranus and Taurus. So before we got on, I made myself a quick lunch. And I had uh, from a friend of mine and a food, vegan food maker, um, um, Monk's Meat here in Brooklyn, New York. He has figured out how to take beet and make a sort of uh, people who are into barbecue will recognize burnt ends right, plural, although he spells it with a Z. He's, he's, he's established how to make a, a, a vegan version using beets. And they are, uh, and some of that is broiling and, and what happens to uh, beets specifically here. Um, and when I first, uh, I like bold sort of invention with my food. Uh, I don't wanna go too, too out there, but I do wanna go a little bit out there. Um, Anyway, there were, um, this is, you know, reheating right-to-go food or whatever the second time, and I had some there at the uh, restaurant bar. <laughs> they were amazing. Let me finish that. I also want to um, remind people, uh, partly of the Taurus and Uranus and Taurus, humans are so freaking creative when we are pushed and or inspired or instigated or, or whatever the catalyst is, we are so creative in small nuanced ways all the way to these magnificent, just wow, colossal ways and all in between. And so I'm excited and encouraged, I missed it all in 2020, about what will eventually emerge from all of this, um, sitting around and or being at home a lot or uh, being somewhere else in the world uh, because we don't want to feel cooped up or, or, or what have you. Um, and I say that specifically here because vegans' creativity specifically, because I could probably write us a list, but I won't try to here, uh, including these burnt ends, right? This thing that probably a lot of people don't know, but barbecue connoisseurs may uh, of different we have, we have, and we are recreating pretty much anything yeah. edible that you've heard of. If we have it, it's on the list. Uh, aquafaba, people can look up, which is literally bean water. I think that's even the translation from Spanish or Portuguese. This acts similar to uh, egg whites, and so a lot of bars are using it now because um, I've never heard of that. Aquafaba. Aquafaba, uh, F-A-B-A, uh, one word, uh, which isn't... I've used, you know, flaxseed, like make, that makes a great egg. Yeah, there's really no... Yeah. But uh, you know what I want to say, too, about Uranus and Taurus is, like, it's that shocking wake-up call, like, and it's, you know, here's Taurus the bull, so factory farming, you know, front and center, and all the... Um, the abuses, you know, the, sh the, the catastrophic level of abuse that goes on in factory farming. And I'm not saying that from a preachy position. I'm not here. I know a lot of people get upset about if they kind of shut down listening when they hear the word vegan, if they're not vegan, because they feel like 
you know, we're trying to be preachy. It's like, no, I know you're not, and we're not here to be preachy. We're just simply sharing, you know, here's what's so, you know, and, and it is true. And it's been covered up for a long time. And now more and more people, Uranus being, you know, these great societal changes that it is now we're seeing this, uh, what it has cost us and the earth, right? It, it, it devastates the earth, meat production. That's long since um, understood many, many studies that point to that. So, you know, it's all, it, it, it's just really huge on the radar now. And um, the idea of shifting the world's value system away from everything, you know, meat-based into the, um, you know, alternative plant-based and really going back to that level, you know, I learned that in the, in the Diamonds book in Fit for Life that, you know, humans, the way our teeth are and the length of our intestinal core, you know, system, the, the large and small intestine, and just the shape of our teeth and all and the set of the jaw, that's all designed for, for plant-based eating, herbivore. It was never meant for carnivore. So that was like my first shocker. That was, I read that book in 1989 and it just blew me away. So, um, yeah, so I, I see how all of these things now, it's, it's so much on the radar and it's um, where we're grounding these, what used to be very far out, you know, only hippies were vegetarian and vegan in the 60s. And, and then it be, now it's, 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 it's evolving, you know, in, into um, the mainstream. I would say like grounding, you talked earlier, Demetrius, about grounding values and you know, we had the individual, the Aries, and then Uranus into Taurus was like grounding these ideas and um, making them our value system, you know, making this our comfort zone, you know, rather than the other way around, rather than, you know, with um, where it used to be just hippies, you know, that were into veganism and yoga and all that, that was nobody ever heard of that stuff, you know, and then slowly it, it's become mainstream. And I, I really, I feel that that's, you know, this is what's happening now. And that, that might, to me, of course, it's easy to you. It's easy. Oh yeah. Once you've made that jump into vegan, it's like, oh yeah, it's like, a, it's so, it's like no brainer, but for people who, you know, haven't maybe uh, tried it on, it might still be intimidating. And, um, you know, we're here to say, you know what, it's not even, it's, it's gotten to the point where it's not even a choice anymore because of global warming and the climate change and all of that. It's like, it's essential to shift, you know, to make that change. And it's, it's not about just because I feel like it. It's like that, that sense with Uranus of being forced to, you know, like this, this catastrophic shift that, you know, where you've got to change your values and realign. So I just wanted to say that. <laughs> That was great. My mind pinged in so many ways. I'm going to try to write it all down. Might look furious to people. Uh, and then I'm peeking at my notes because there were pings there. Uh, one, uh, I'm, I'm not trying to preach. Uh, yes, that's true. I'm not trying to preach veganism here or anywhere. It's been a great and important choice for me. Uh, it was shocking. I don't think Uranus Transit was involved. But I, again, I, I haven't really purposely have not really looked at it that way uh, because it was one of a number of things that changed in my life. Um, the other being uh, I got really involved with astrology months later as opposed to weeks later uh, from that sort of June 93 in tarot and um, uh, folks may know uh, regardless of their age the book Celestine Prophecy was already out I wasn't aware of it in 90 uh, later into that summer 
a lot of what my pursuit in 93 was, and it sort of has been returning to, uh, actually sort of pre-COVID, COVID sort of disrupted it, uh, right, another Uranus right there, is the pursuit for me, maybe in my life, I don't necessarily know where that is in my chart, but is the energy of a person or a thing. And so, uh, sorry, my mind is jumping, so I'm not parsing out, but one of the things I was also asking around peace, right, uh, or let me go back to that question and say, I was also wanting to vibrate peace, not war, and to be mm -hmm. part of the solution, right? And a vibe is about energy for me. And people didn't, uh, saying the word vibe aloud in public in 93 or even writing it right in something that would be published remember this is before email this is before the internet right um, you know there's online and bbs's and, and, and sort of email but we're not collectively calling it email at that point uh, computer geeks are um which maybe i'm one at that point maybe i'm not depending on how we want to think about it let me leave that piece there i want to say a smattering of things. Uh, uh, one thing that uh, maybe we'll go to now or jump to that when we're getting ready for this episode that I didn't totally tease out for myself is Uranus and Taurus is about work. Taurus is the hardest working sign of all 12. Mm -hmm. Sorry, Capricorn. Yeah, right. Sorry, Capricorn. I think, uh, yeah. They plod along and <clears throat> they get it done. Salt I of the earth. I think Capricorns, by case, we can certainly say that they work harder than Tauruses. But there's something about achievement there and accolades and other uh, dynamics going on there. So right. yeah. individual on individual cases, we, we I could make an argument for Capricorn or for Virgo. Yes, really we can't, we can't let go of Virgo. That's that's true. We don't want to. It is Virgo season after all. Today's the new moon. Let's not insult. Happy, happy new new moon in Virgo. Happy I think moon. there's something. I've seen Tauruses over and over again be the one who, if you value them, and and you know, and it, it they will cancel good plans to do the overtime work or to pitch in. That's but true. you have to hook them up. Uh, you know, uh, and I'm thinking on the upside, right? All Tauruses don't necessarily make what they're worth. A lot of us don't. And, and I want to go to that because Taurus is right connected to Venus. You already called out. There's a way we need to rethink, at least in this country, the U.S., if not the Western world, or maybe the world, all seven plus billion of us, about workers and worth. And we can certainly see that in these conversations about teachers, which isn't new. Um, and, you know, not having really too many unions left in the U.S., uh, however you think about them, these are shapes and things that push and pull against other forces, economic, political, social, social, cultural, that when we look at them astrologically or just even as far as trends outside of astrology, socio sociologically, I guess, they start to shape society. And that can be good, and that can be bad, and that can be right, good for some other people and bad for some. And I, and I won't go, uh, now I might get preachy over there, but <laughs> I, I won't go off there, but I, I wanna riff off what you said about these um, factory farm workers, right? Who are 
often immigrants or even, you know, don't have papers. They're nothing. This is one of the most dangerous, even more, sorry, I'm going to say it, even more than cops and firefighters in this country. And some of that is we take care of, to I think a large degree, if not a certain degree, cops. For sure we do with firefighters, right? Because fire doesn't mess around. Uh, not that some criminals don't, right? With cops. But there's, there's more variance there. Uh, or different kind of variants. Factory farm working is just really dangerous. If you work, I forget what the stat is. I think it's two, I'm trying to see in my head, 2.4, almost 2.5 years or even shorter, definitely no more than that. You are, uh, and I use this language going forward a little loosely, guaranteed to have some sort of injury. Of course, that could be fatal. Of course, it could be permanent. Um, it could damage, right, often a limbs, if not um, I forget what they're called, but basically hands or even feet uh, and certainly other parts of the body. This is very common in this industry. And some of what vegans know who've looked into it or just, or people in general, really, and we've seen in the news this year, to your point, is this industry is moving too fast and too uh, carefree or carelessly. That's the better, better word there that I want. And this isn't new to me, right? I've been vegan since, again, January 1st, 1994. Uh, Fit for Life calls out pieces of this, right? A book, a best-selling book from the 80s. Other books and documentaries have uh, sense, like Food, Inc., uh, like the one I worked on, Vegucated, and in the end. But what's happened now, when we look at Uranus through multiple signs on this side of the year 2000 and other planets, astrologically, is all of this is more known and accessible and uh, we're informed and, um, right, you and I could, you know, get our mask on and meet up in D.C. or London or whatever city we choose, per se, you know, depending on where we can use our passports these days. And right. we can take our phones, we can take smartphones and start making some sort of podcast or documentary or whatever, and we can put it out, right, to a lot, not all, right, because we can't forget China. Uh, of the world right now. And so you're seeing that happen, not necessarily in the way that I just, the podcast, yes, the documentaries, not necessarily. Um, that's changed conversations, right? The smartphone plus social media, right? Which is basically 2010, right? The beginning of Uranus and Aries and some other things. Right. That is, I would say, you know, beyond game changing, whatever the exponential level of, you know, game changing times game changing. I'll just, I'll say it that way. Uh, for a shorthand. And I don't think we all, most of, I don't think, I'm sure someone did, but most of us didn't know that going in, including the creators of Instagram. I don't know what's in Zuckerberg's head. I, I have questions there, but again, uh, who is a Taurus, by the way? Uh, and a bitter Taurus. So I'm very curious uh, to watch him. And then Facebook is um, a multiple um, Aquarian. Uh, February 4th, 2004. I'm pretty sure we don't have the time, but we know it's in the afternoon uh, from various, excuse me, documented reports, but it, it's multiple queries. We can just pull up, you know, the sure, obviously. moon chart for that day is, well, that's a lot of fixity, right? And all that yeah. fixity is going to get hit up yeah. in 2021, uh, 2021-2022 of uh, Facebook proper, or it gets getting hit up now, actually, and if I'm not mistaken. And then Mark uh, Zuckerberg uh, later there. But Facebook, just to, uh, uh, and I'm not here to 
I'm not here to bash anybody, uh, so ping me if I do. But we need to think about, uh, we people, about Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and, and even email, right? Gmail, Yahoo, all, all of them, uh, blogs. All of this has really opened up a lot of conversations about, um, and Zoom now, uh, yeah. which is not new, but right, is being used by, you know, millions, if not billions, tens of millions, if not hundreds of millions of people now. These tools allow us, you know, double air sign here, um, and we're going into hashtag new age of air, you know, starting December 7th, right. 2020. Big, All big of this, Sagan. Oh, big, big new cycle of an air sign. New yeah. cycle. Well, here's one other thing you said, which is a, a different conversation. I might have to grab you and some others and have a, a round table, uh, maybe for CIA, uh, a cosmic intelligence agency, or just astrology book or whatever. But we are leaving a 200 year era, right? Which is, is, is uh, about earth, right? I call it sort of earth era ending. And we're entering this hashtag new age of air. And this new age of air is starting at zero degrees Aquarius. When we're at the zero degree of any sign, I think it's very much like a newborn baby. We yeah. give it a lot of attention, a disproportionate, I would argue, and I'm, I'm not bitter, <laughs> amount of attention and love and, uh, and so on. But this newborn hasn't totally formed yet. It's a baby, right? Or a puppy or a kitten or what have you. But the, and the personality, I would argue, is there, although I'm not a psych major, a person per se. But it's not necessarily an action in the way that it will be, you know, a year, two years in, right, terrible twos, and on and on. And so I think it's, we see it, we, we're aware of it, we know it, we interact, but we don't get the full papau uh, uh, of zero degrees that we would at, again, two degrees, 10 degrees, uh, arguably any of the other degrees, not the least of which is the last degree, 29. So there's a way um, that Uranus and Taurus in tandem to Jupiter, Saturn, and Pluto and others right now is this bull is really, this Taurian energy is getting excited and changed, right? Shop, grocery shopping has changed at least in the USA if not in the UK and, uh, and some other countries, permanently, permanently, folks. And I think that has bad to it. I also think that has good to it. I don't, it's actually just barely cheaper for me to order, gro and I love grocery shopping. Let me be very clear about that. Yeah. I love grocery shopping, yes, even as a vegan. Um, in cancer, <laughs> what can you say? Cancer <laughs> moon, second house. Um, <laughs> where do I want to take that? Uh, Things are changing in big ways, and I think more than that, those can be good. But we have to keep our values as people, as, as cities, as countries. Yes, Taurus, thank you. Um, we have to be clear about how, what lane we want to get in, right? I don't think the vehicle slash the planets and that, what they're doing in the sky change, right? That's beyond any of us as far as I know. But we still have choice to some degree, uh, no pun intended, going back to zero there. So I think we can treat workers better. 
right? And uh, factory farm workers, I'm not, as you might imagine, not necessarily, yes, I want them treated better, but I actually sort of want that industry to go away. And that industry is going to go away in the next 20 years, if not 10 years. Some are even pushing and saying, uh, industry experts, five to seven years. And COVID has jumped the food industry, the restaurant industry, the grocery industry, and many others, but those three in particular I've been watching. They're saying in less, basically this spring, you know, from, again, from a US perspective, March, through June, or really even through May, they don't even go into June in some of these, these numbers. The numbers jumped so much, remember I said three, 400% much earlier, that is equivalent to a five, eight year jump. When you well, look at um, yeah. restaurants obviously have declined, so that's, that's a whole different dance. But grocery has accelerated and it hasn't stopped. It's not yeah. quite as steep, right? Because we've sort of adjusted, hopefully, most of us, to where we're at now, and we're gonna be here for many months to come, I would say, sorry. Spoilers. Sorry, I didn't give a spoiler alert there, but, uh, and I, that's not even the astrology, I'm just you know, listening to scientists and experts and talking to health professionals uh, who are friends. Um, it's fascinating. I think one of the challenges that we have collectively, the whole planet, is moving from this Earth era, uh, right, I'm thinking about the Earth element in the air, is, We've got to prioritize the collective better and more than we have. We can see it in conversations around universal basic income. We had a presidential candidate here in the U.S. Uh, who is a Capricorn but has um, some early Aquarius uh, planets, uh, um, Andrew Yang. So I'm very curious to see what he says. We also saw uh, another candidate, Pete Buttigieg. Uh, I was trying to get his name right right, first uh, out gay uh, candidate to run and do pretty well. Um, also one of the youngest candidates uh, we've seen, at least on the, the Democratic side in a, a very long time, uh, who is arguably uh, qualified, uh, right? But there are other ways that ground was broken there. I think of groundbreaking as a very sort of Uranus thing. Iranian, yes, very much. Uh, Paradigm shifter. Not, not to say that as Torian or not, I, I don't want to get caught up in there. Uh, I do want to say that Pete, um, is a Capricorn, I think multiple Capricorn, also has two or three planets in uh, Aquarius. Uh, he and a Yang are not the same year. I think they're, pardon me, um, being something here, sound-wise, um, two or three years apart. But it's interesting because they have Capricorn, quite a few planets in Capricorn and Aquarius. Uh, I'm pretty sure, I might be wrong, I'm pretty sure Andrew Yang is Capricorn, maybe he's Aquarius. Uh, but Pete is a late Capricorn. His son is actually pretty close to the USA Pluto, um, uh, within a degree, if I recall, uh, I mean, looking at it, uh, Michelle Obama has the closest of anyone. Uh, it's almost like right on the Pluto or vice versa, but obviously she's not. Uh, she's in the mix, but not running. But we need to value diversity, right? Part of the reason uh, those three names came up in this election, uh, and certainly this is a conversation ongoing. And diversity isn't just about quota, folks. Diversity is about is there, is this just a room of all men for a feminine hygiene product? Right, right. Consulting women? Yes, they may have the power, the levers for now, or what have you. But how can you not have your actual consumer uh, or worker or innovator or creator in the room? You can do it. It's been done. It's been, it's, it's been done, right, through history. 
But what we know now is, A, these things are more visible, so they're going to be called out by millennials, if not Gen Z, uh, millennials, a.k.a. Gen uh, Y. Uh, not that we Xers or boomers can't do it, but the millennials in particular are going to call it out. And it's not the best way to do business. We've seen looking at the data and the stats, the math, which I think is a very Gen X thing. And I think we need to look at these things so we can have a better world slash earth capital e a better life uh certainly in this country right which says it promises life liberty and the pursuit of happiness uh and we need to work better on that different conversation um or a sequel to this one but we have the means now one of the things that's really fascinating about leaving this 200 uh year era of earth and and uranus and taurus is pushing us to really rethink is we have way more wealth in the world than we did 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 50 years ago. It's not evenly distributed and may never be, quote, evenly distributed, or maybe not in our lifetimes. But one of my gripes, uh, back to sort of how I got into veganism, and uh, I can I could say add to that, I grew up around uh, sort of a Whole Foods concept, but before it was named that. Right. Uh, so papaya juice in the glass, the uh, jeweled glass uh, uh, bottles from California um, and, and mixing that and a little bit of wheat germ here and there, which is still not a favorite memory whatsoever. But also the green um, whole earth catalog. I grew up with those coming annually. That's part of a big part of my childhood and thinking about conservation. Uh, and I grew up in a, in a household uh, with a Virgo mom who had a Virgo dad. Uh, so there's a lot of Virgo backdrop in my life. Uh, not the least of those two, but even more than that. And so there's a way that con conservation and, and recycling and repurposing and being uh, mindful of the earth and being very mindful of the earth and a capital E and resources. Uh, and actually, I would say for me, uh, nature, capital N. I want to throw some things out that uh, kind of circle around a few times. When we're talking about Taurus, and I'm still thinking about these things as a, just a person, but obviously as an astrologer too, we're talking about Earth, capital E, nature, capital N, I would argue Gaia, right? Mm -hmm. uh, from a, uh, the goddess and, and some other ways, without trying to parse it out. There are some other ways that Gaia I've seen used uh, more recently that maybe that's Taurian, maybe it's not, but it's, it's very different. Uh, angle on that. We're also, I think, talking about our bodies in different ways. I think COVID totally accelerated that. So, yep. um, and some of that was in the conversation already about self-care and right, and we need the body, this vessel, this vehicle uh, to, to, to be human. Uh, and I don't think, uh, the, the part I said about doing more than being, I think is really challenged when we talk about uh, the earth signs and the water signs in a, a culture that might be very, well, I'll, I'll leave that hanging because then that gets a little tricky, the, the point I want to make. But uh, what I don't think that we do enough is sort of reflect on those things. I'll, I'll, I'll leave that hanging. I think Taurus, and, and I think this is a conversation maybe I'm just getting hip to, is also about the land. And so uh, one of the questions I had uh, just mere hours ago uh, is 
real estate cancerian or taurian I've, I've been taught and told many many times it's cancerian cancerian yeah i don't think real estate is i think it's taurus i think the home and the building and the dwelling i think that's the cancer. that's cancer right but that's, that's a good plot. point i didn't think about that thank but the you plot of land i think is taurian and one of the things I keep encountering with a lot of millennials, in, particularly in Zoom uh, environments, uh, and a little bit in person before all this went down, um, and, and Xers and Zs, but particularly millennials, is they're coming into spaces now, group spaces, and they're saying who originally had the land, right? The native right. Uh, indigenous folks, and naming sometimes in, in great detail, I'm like, wait, where are you going? Like, I, I need a little bit more context. So I'm used to the pattern now, but not necessarily, you know, how they got the info and some of the branches and the, the way they're naming it. And I know a lot of, that I, I didn't remember realize, Indian tribe names, but I'm not always aware of uh, the history of where they were. And the, the, sure. yeah. the, I grew up again in Chicago. So uh, uh, I went to uh, college in Minnesota. So those names are super familiar. Some of the Southwest are very familiar from some studies in uh, junior high. But uh, I don't really know uh, New England. So it's been very intriguing and, and other places where people in the world where I haven't been, I just don't know. But I think that uh, that just occurred to me in the last 48 hours. Oh, right, I knew they're referencing the land. I know their ownership, right? Uh, original ownership and a reclaiming, which I don't know if I would say that's Uranus or not, but maybe. But land, I think, just the plot of land, that seems more Taurus to me, right? Earth sign, it's the earth. You don't, you don't get the dwelling, the family, the home, the, the emotions around it. Right, it. just earth. And it's Venus earth. is more, uh, or Taurus, or both, are more associated with money. Sure. To me, than, than cancer, per se, is. Um, I, I think we're also thinking about physicality, right? Again, being that we are human beings in a body, even if we're having a spiritual or spiritual being right. yeah, yeah, yeah. body, the human body's part of it, folks, and not just our body back to these factory farm workers. If you want to uh, have the body of a cow or a pig or what have you, pigs in particular, I think brutal, brutal process of factory farming. You don't have to sacrifice for almost no money, right, by U.S. standard, these folks to butcher that pig, right? I'm getting a little uh, upset or teary there. I, I get it that you want that. I get it. I don't obviously agree with it anymore, but I get it. But the, the means by which you're getting it is so much more drastic than I think you understand you've signed up for. It definitely was, uh, again, remember I grew up in Chicago, so Slaughterhouse-Five is still one of the most uh, Chicago-associated books. And it talks about, right, mid-century, before we have factory farming, we're leaning into it. Uh, when I went vegan, Chicago, right, in 94, uh, Chicago was still the meatpacking capital of the world. Oh, that's right, right. right we're going back that far. Yeah. And, and certainly factory Right, the stockyards. Uh, in mm -hmm. fact, I just saw, um, I think it's Chicago Vegan Test Kitchen, or, or so, those words, maybe not that sequence, on Instagram, they've reclaimed a small piece of stockyards uh, with some other groups, right, in a collective, very hippie spirit, uh, to have some vegan, uh, 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 just in the last few days, uh, a few weeks, I should say, um, to have a COVID or a masked vegan market sort of uh, 
come together, yada, yada. I'm not parsing. So you're honest. <laughs> well, so you're one, one thing I want to say we haven't talked about, and there's so many things, so I won't try to try to get to them all, believe it or not, folks. I know, I know. It's been an hour. Wow, we can just do a whole encyclopedia. <laughs> well, you mentioned, which is really important for uh, folks to know, and I think astrologers to dive deep. Well, I don't know. We need to dive deeper into it. I think we just need to have more conversations and share them with the public. Uranus was in Virgo in the late 60s, right, around civil rights. Yep. Uh, which, and when we talk about civil rights, I uh, certainly want people to think about Black Americans. Um, but I also think that uh, some of us, I miss it sometimes, we're also talking about human rights, right? And th that association is newer in the last, I would say, few years or even few months. When we go way back, or when I go back in my life, those are separate. But when we go back to just staying with Uranus and the astrology of it, we get gay rights, we get, and not necessarily in this order, we get women's lib, we get Black Panthers, not the movie. Right. But, uh, right. And we get these movements that are very collective-oriented and about the people. And, and, and keep in mind that Virgo, if this is Uranus and Pluto, right? In Virgo, opposite Chiron. Uh, and mm -hmm. sorry, folks, I'm bringing in more astrology here. Um, <laughs> and I'm not bringing it into sort of why well, I'm teasing with the Gemini rising. But what I want folks to think about is the world is simpler in some ways than we make it, but it's also much richer and more complex than sometimes we really. I, Flat, plainly want to deal with. And I think astrology is one of the ways we can do deal with it in a quote-unquote uh, three-dimensional or four-dimensional or six-sense way. And that doesn't mean you need to become an astrologer, uh, which might be nice, might not. I'm, I'm guessing a lot of other people have other callings, uh, professional or uh, their avocation or whatever. But you can listen to other podcasts. You can engage an astrologer. You can just chat one up. You know, we're all over to Astro Twitter. Uh, or just Twitter, right? Uh, and certainly Facebook and Instagram. And, and yeah, what is your Twitter out. handle, by the way, just so people can... I am Vegan D, uh, V-E-G-A-N-D on Twitter. Um, and I bounce in and out of there. I'm not there a lot right now because we're in a pandemic and uh, I'm chewing on other uh, puzzles, uh, like a lot of Aquarians. Without, um, right? Uh, well, let me say it this way, right? Even the world out there... So <laughs> Well, Aquarian well, programming the world. <laughs> I think Aquarians have uh, uh, suns, but also risings and probably moons. Uranus and Taurus is at the bottom of the chart, the solar chart for us right now. So it's shaking up home spaces, family spaces, our roots, our childhood. Um, for sure, I think that can be good, but it's also sort of um, destabilizing. Right, Uranus is, is <laughs> I say this tongue in cheek, it's great at destabilizing. Yes, the bull and, in the china shop. <laughs> you'll hear people talk about Pluto and Neptune and really all the, the planets about as change agents. I, I would argue they are. I think the thing with Uranus is what you said earlier and people may have heard before. It can, actually it's not even that it can be. It, it often is sudden and or shocking and or, uh, unforeseen and it's so instantaneous not unlike lightning right, right? Yeah, earlier you don't see it coming yep 
it's not that we just don't see it coming because uh, to me I, i'd argue the, the same for neptune very much the same with more so neptune neptune yeah and pluto okay. i think uranus is so sudden and instant uh, neptune i think you can sometimes feel or hear or sense it coming definitely with pluto pluto you can't necessarily do anything about it you just have to kind of go with it neptune right. depends on you know what's happening there's a, a sort of a quote-unquote dance with it but i think those are gradual processes but they're not by uh astrologers and other astrologers i trust their observation it's not instantaneous in the way mars is saturn is and uranus is uranus you really can program a watch or a clock by and some astrologers have literally done that but the thing is as a, an outer planet with uranus in any sign maybe more so in taurus is if we're not somewhat prepared or just sort of open to it, and even if we are, a shock is still a shock. Yeah. And shocks have to be, and I'm talking as humans here, not any sort of cars. We have to absorb them. And some of us are more ready to absorb than others. And some things are easier to absorb than others. And so I feel for myself and others who get uh, these, you know, sort of any sort of precise aspect astrologically. But Uranus, uh, on the other side of it, often can be like amazing and wow and eureka. And I mean, just yeah. truly wow, sort of next like, Well, like, remember that Uranus, the great liberator or the great awakener. I know when I counsel clients and, I, and I, they're going through a hard, you know, Uranus transit and I'm like, I know it's discomfort. It's very uncomfortable. I know you feel like you've been thrown around like a roller coaster without a safety bar. And, you know, yeah, I get it. And that's, you're honest. But ultimately, it liberates you from what, where you have been enslaved, you know, especially with Taurus, like that fix, the fixity of Taurus and that stuckness, like wherever, whatever concepts or ideas or values that have been really entrenched that have not been serving us, it will like bam you know, eating meat and like in, in a from a factory farm, you know, it's like, it, it just steps in and goes, wait a minute, you know, there's, there's a better way and it's going to liberate you and your diet and your value system. And it's going to help the whole planet as well. So yeah, it's crazy. Ah, well, anyway, gosh, it's, I can't believe it's already been a little over an hour. Um, you are so amazing, Demetrius. I just have to say, uh, it's, um, Wow, you're you Aquarian Sun, yes, Gemini rising, yes, we feel it. <laughs> it is such a delight to talk to you about these things. And um is there anything as we just wrap things up, it, did you want to um any any other further thoughts about that that you may want to leave us with? Oh yeah, so many, but uh let me pick two. When I was thinking of when I was asking that question about peace and vibe in June ninety-three. And I had asked it before, but not sort of, <laughs> definitely not with the response that I got. Part of what I was able to reference and why, to your point much earlier, why it wasn't surprising is when we look, when I looked back through history and, and, and others can, or maybe already have, there's a pattern of nuns and monks and priests uh, and, and, and others of the cloth going, I'm going back hundreds of years, you know, multiple, any multiple hundreds. There's often, I mean, first of all, meat is about wealth, right? In, in not even in, well, certainly in this century, but uh, I'll come back to that in a second. But 
if you think about or, or the images I've seen of monasteries, I don't think I actually probably have been one and not thinking of it, they ate very humbly and simply and sort of grew their own food. You can see this in fictional books and movies and TV and certainly in, in real history. And some of that is about the, the absence of wealth, right, in these buildings, these institutions. And some of it's about the simplicity of, right, just eating what God provided, capital G, and nature, capital N. And this isn't, hasn't gone away, right? People are aware of this, right, irrespective of what their faith is. And if we're talking about Buddhist monks, or if we're talking about um, uh, Franciscan, I think I can say nuns or what have you. Uh, not to say all nuns and monks and, and similar across culturally uh, are vegetarian or even vegan, but this is very common, I think, in all of the, uh, at least the Christian faith and certainly the Buddhist uh, faith. Mm -hmm. And in ashrams, they don't eat, there's a reason they don't eat meat in ashrams. It's because that energy of death and fear that the animal was killed in goes into your auric field. And then it becomes a part of you that you're taking on the ka of, a, of, a, of another species, but it's also a species that's been murdered. So there's this lay, these layers of these, this is esoteric, I know, but it's just, it's what runs me and why I have chosen this path. Because I know that I'm way more clear in my consciousness. And as, as a result of that consciousness, I'm able to go deeper and have enormous clarity when, for example, in an astrology reading or anything that I do, it's that, that you take that with you and you in, incorporate that into everything that we do and, and it ripples out, you know, that light ripples out, that conscious awareness, that mindfulness. So yeah, that's, that's, you're right. That's why they, they eat so simply and it, it is close to the earth. And very There's aesthetic. something really important there you, you said that I wanna uh, play back for my, through myself. Uh, and, and this book, Fit for Life, right? There was a lot going on in that book, which was really key to my life. Um, our, it's interesting to argue if it was the most influential and ironically, it wasn't the only book that year. Uh, uh, that's a different conversation. Uh, Dao De Ching uh, precedes it for me and, and in some ways was uh, led to that. Ching, yeah. One of the things that Fit for Life taught me, I didn't take biology, in high school because partially I didn't want to dissect the little um, oh wow yeah uh, yeah they're not even piglets whatever they were called um I thought that was very gross um <laughs> our, our, so quite ironically you know on this this side of becoming vegan um there was some uh, and I didn't want to smell it and it and um not to say I'm not interested in the in, internal of the body uh animals or humans Digestion is the most, and I'm paraphrasing them, expensive thing the body does, period, yes. full stop. Yes. So when we are, back to your point about teeth, the human teeth, when we are clogging the system with processed junk, the Doritos, the Cheetos, the Pop-Tarts, I love Pop-Tarts, by the way, and, 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 you know, animal flesh, too much animal flesh, not enough fiber, right? Things people have heard, not enough veggies, right? Which everybody should be eating, brown rice, et cetera. Uh, and separate those two. I didn't do a good job uh, verbally of separating those two. You are making your system, AKA your body, work harder. And so I was like, oh, I don't wanna make my body work harder even though, you know, I was obviously much younger. And that made sense to me coming back to 
where you're at and have been, right, and doing whatever your life's work is, including the, my, my, my presumptions here, the spiritual work of being an astrologer, right, not to say all astrologers need to be spiritual or are doing spiritual work, I'll let them do it how they want, but that's how I think I just heard what you said, and even write this name, Star Sound. I think if we want to vibe easier, let's back up. If you're putting the wrong fuel in your car or someone's vehicle, uh, whether the gas or the oil or even the water, it, you're just making it work harder. You can even, you know, talking about a car here, you can kill the car. Well, we kind of already know collectively whether you're vegan or not. We are doing that to the human body. We are making it, we're torturing it, we're making it work harder in and in. And it's reflected in how we treat, God help us, how we treat the factory farmer workers. Mm. Right? We are literally killing them to get something killed, <laughs> to kill ourselves. Right? Yeah, yeah, triple threat. It, it is repeated literally in how it comes to us. Yeah. Is that what you want to be part of? And I'm not judging you if that's what you choose. I have friends who are like, yeah, give me that. Okay. Here's the difference, though. And I, I definitely want to sing more Tyrannus uh, or Uranus and Tauranus uh, in, in these lines. Right. Days. I love that. We call it Tauranus. <laughs> it's so cute. The Astro Twitter came up with that. <laughs> um, no, I've got, uh, maybe. I'm forgetting where I got it. Uh, uh, yeah, let's say yes for now. We can choose differently at any point. And with Uranus and Taurus, which, which might be, right, as you said, the, the strongest and or toughest and or hardest uh, transit of, of Uranus to a sign, arguably, we can flip. I'll have to find it. I don't know if it's a, in the Bugs Bunny universe or not, but there's a, a cartoon which some of us of a certain age have seen, and there's a bull dancing. And I that's what I want people to take away from uh, this conversation, if they've lasted this long, from Uranus and Taurus. Bulls are very dynamic, right? Back to this. They run faster than humans when they run. Like humans, they're not trying to move. They're not trying to change, capital C, right? Very arguably, not just Taurian, but fixed sign, but really just humans. If we look at the psychology, the, the documented psychology, humans do not like change, full stop. And yet, Life, Buddhism, among other things, teaches us life is change, capital C. And so there's a way I think, certainly for myself, if not for all of us, we have to become, my language, better dancers. And I think that's about being in our bodies and, and our values and our core values, not just the script someone handed us from a parent or family or societally, or I should be eating meat or I should... Um, uh, be watching TV, and sorry, I'm not trying to be preachy here for, uh, or push vegan. What I am trying to push is be a little bit more flexible, be a little bit more uh, attuned to where life is calling you. Life mm -hmm. called me into veganism and what I thought was tarot, which yes, but then astrology came in and trumped that uh, in 93, 94, and here it is, you know, uh, 29, a Saturn return, or not 29, but a Saturn re return later. Um, we didn't get to these things, but, uh, uh, and I want to somehow do it justice. People know that veganism is growing by the headlines, right? 
people listening and people, the listeners, people they know. Impossible Burger and Beyond Burger are probably two brand names that you have heard a lot of. And if you go back and look, it's in the last, uh, this is 2020, right? In the last mm -hmm. three or four years. Uh, and these products existed well before that. Uh, 2009, right? Late uh, Uranus and Pisces for Beyond Meat and uh, Impossible Burger, um, uh, Impossible Brands, I think is the company, uh, 2011. Uh, right, so Uranus is in, in early Aries. And there are other companies we could talk about with vegan meats. But I like to talk about Beyond Meat because it's in the name, right, Beyond, which is arguably sort of Uranus, Uranus right. idea. And also how, now that we're hearing Uranus and Taurus, uh, a little wordplay from the Gemini here, Uranus Taurus, right? Uranus is, I like to think, remixes things, it changes things. It, it is the planet that stands on its head, so to speak. Right. right. But it remixes things is, you know, one of the verbs I love to use. And Taurus are the, these tangible uh, things, uh, not to be confused with Taurian people. But burger tech is big, right? You just heard that. Burger technologies. And there are more burgers, uh, vegan, and they're all vegan. And some are... Um, from clean meat, people probably have heard that phrase, and or cellular agriculture, right? Cellular being sort of the technology, the Uranus there, agriculture, arguably being the yes. term. Cultured meat, uh, uh, not fermented, but sort of over that way. Uh, uh, those last three are, these are made in laboratories, uh, as opposed to sort of just on a factory, a, a floor, uh, a, a different, like Impossible Burger and Beyond Burger. Those are basically sort of, a, a, processed products uh, that uh, do not involve animals. These others involved a cell of a cow or a few cells of one cow and per se we're supposed to get billions maybe even trillions of you know burgers and uh, steaks from this cell ag, cellular agriculture, etc. Um, I also want to throw out the word play food tech, right again Uranus and Taurus, and remixed beef Beef has literally been remixed in these different ways that I just listed. Right. I mean, this is astrology alive. I mean, it can get more complex, yeah. as we said, and it can be this simple. And what's exciting to me as, a, you know, a very long time vegan is um, these things are so realistic. I read last night, uh, not necessarily beef, but uh, it was a, a, a vegan chicken, as it were, or faux chicken, as people like to call it. This vegan wrote a friend here in New York City wrote an Instagram. He doesn't want more of whatever the, the new brand is, chicken, because he said it reminded him of the rubberiness and yet the texture and the chew uh, took him back to pre-vegan, right? He's been vegan for a number of years now. Um, I, I, I myself, no offense to them, I don't want to eat impossible uh, products because my understanding from vegans and non-vegans is it's beef, but not. And I've had, uh, and we'll have more Beyond products because they go up to the line, but don't really tow it. Impossible Burger uh, in their products, uh, which is amazing and I'm glad it's out there. They're on the line or even over the line is what I've heard over and over again, again from vegans and non-vegans. I don't need to go back to beef. I already have uh, my stomach sometimes, or head as part of me, gets confused when I buy my own Beyond Burger and cook it in my kitchen. Right. People who are just making that transition, really, the best people they can serve, perhaps. Uh, for sure, uh, uh, around the world. But um, 
I'm, ju I'm jumping from that tangent back. We're seeing already vegan tunas. We're going to see other vegan uh, seafoods uh, this decade. Uh, Beyond Meat actually started with a vegan chicken. Chicken is, is one of the most popular uh, of meats, yeah. Meats yeah. around the world, uh, uh, and it is adaptable and pretty or, or used in any culture. They will. Uh, they didn't do well with it, which is might be interesting if people go back and look at the history. I had quite a bit of it in my freezer, freezer and uh, out in restaurants. It had the texture, it was missing some of the sort of nuances, but now they've been in business for, uh, what is it, 10, 11 years? Yeah, yeah. They're a multi-billion dollar company. I, I wanna throw this out. Uh, again, I do read the business things, uh, partially business-minded here, but also we are in such a capitalist society uh, for the foreseeable uh, <laughs> next so many months, if not years, that the market does drive a lot of change. Um, for better and for worse. Um, for veganism, what we see is, folks, when I went vegan in 94, there were no vegan ice creams. There were no vegan cheeses. I knew I was leaving cheese. Uh, I knew I, was, I had had so many eggs. Eggs, I So right. many eggs. I was good. I was like, I'm, I'm sure I have cholesterol, you know, for 50 or 60-year-old at that point. They were easy to cook, right? They were cheap. They were protein in it. And I had and all of that's coming around now, right? You have Just Egg, which I've been playing with in my kitchen in the last few weeks. It is pretty darn close. Um, and, and one of the things that's really interesting to think about and watch for all of us, uh, uh, we didn't say this at the beginning, um, uh, or, I, or maybe we did, I've forgotten. Um, Uranus is in Taurus from 2018, for sure we said that, through about 2025, 2026, right? It's mm -hmm. so a seven-year stretch. And you can just go back the, the use eight years, right? Uranus and uh, Aries was 2010 to 2018. Uh, I, I won't go all the way back. But uh, two things and then leave it. Beyond Meat was the number one IPO for Wall Street, right? Which is very important if we talk about business and economy. Right. In 2019. It, uh, I, I, I don't remember the exact performance and I didn't look it up, but the last time I looked, which was many months ago, uh, before really COVID was, uh, or the pandemic as well underway, March, maybe before, it, they thought it would be worth about $2 billion when it uh, launched the IPO. It pretty quickly went close to $4 billion. The last I looked, it was up uh, towards the beginning of this year, if not sooner. It was worth at least $6 billion. Uh, and, and their business yeah. is grown more that number that dollar six billion valuation uh precedes the pandemic precedes and their numbers have gone through the roof <laughs> as a lot of vegan meats uh, uh right uh, also for impossible burger and there's a whole list there if we wanted to go down with yeah you. well but, i remember also them uh, going out of business was the two biggest dairy processors uh meat and dairy was it uh dean foods yeah. and borden Borden, like we grew up with, you know, like, wow, you know, that, that they're all declared bankruptcy. So this is because the vegan thing has just so overtaken. Yeah. Let me throw in this, if I can, of people's interest to keep it, uh, make it more real. Probably, I'm guessing people have seen some of these headlines because some of them are just general headlines, they're not just business headlines, to your point. The dairy industry, the cow dairy, the cow dairy industry missed the, the sign uh, not unlike the music business did with Napster, 
Right. They didn't see Uranus coming, right? You know, hire an astrologer or hire a team of us. Right. And I'm not joking about that. I'm not joking, right? We're here. We, yeah. we love to do astrology. We need, we need the money. Uh, and we need to keep uh, sharpening our, our, our tools, tool, uh, use of the tool kit. People probably know or even have seen it in their fridge or a friend's fridge or a neighbor, other family member. Almond milk continues to grow, although it's, it's almost, well, I'll take it back. Almond milk is pink, but the other plant-based milks, right. uh, not the least of which is oat milk. When yeah. I first heard oat milk a few years ago, and then um, I was like, and I'm very pro-oat milk. Let me be really clear. I'm very pro-oats, oat milk, raisin cookies, love right. oat But I was like, oat milk, y'all, what? <laughs> Give me a break. <laughs> And then, you know, particularly through Oatly, and then they're from the, uh, the Swedes, and I, I don't think of the Swedes necessarily as the best purveyors of taste. Sorry, sorry. Um, just keeping it real here, trying to keep it more real. And <laughs> lo and behold, what is everywhere? What is in my fridge? Uh, not Oatly, for, uh, which isn't necessarily about the, their current uh, political uh, quagmire or whatever that's about. But oat milk is lighter, almond is uh, uh, not. Uh, it's about this, actually oat milk's a little more expensive. Um, I like it, it's nice. I have oatmeal, I do have oatly ice cream from last year uh, in the freezer. Um, I would say it's a little bit more like a soft serve or frozen froyo, the frozen yogurt the way I remember it, not necessarily ice cream. But it's nice and it's wonderful, it's light, it's not, it, it, it's heavier. Uh, or sorry, it's not as heavy. And that's part of the point of what I heard when you say, say how, when you being veg is again, we're not exhausting the body and something that's already uh, uses a lot of the resources, uh, digestion and what we're eating. It's three o'clock. Uh, and not, got it, or, uh, uh, or not. Um, Beyond Meat is still IPO for many who are pro Wall Street and economy to watch going into this decade. Um, I think we'll see Impossible Burger. I don't think they've done their IPO yet, but uh, and they've been <laughs> delayed by COVID, but also reshaped. But gosh, what I want to say about and, and why we're here and we didn't totally get into, veganism has been around for, I would argue, centuries, right? And we can look at, particular, at monks and nuns and, and similar uh, to see that. And we also have to remember in our lifetimes, at least those of us over 40, meat wasn't so dominant on the plate. We couldn't just get a burger every day going out to eat. I mean, some of these chains didn't exist or restaurants. Uh, uh, factory farming hadn't exploded uh, to the numbers it had uh, in the US, much less uh, globally, because it is something we've exported to a lot of the world, uh, particularly China and India, although China seems to be getting wise to what needs to be in human bodies and is sort of uh, redirecting its, its sure. billion plus. And it's also, as you well know, and I think you said earlier and I missed it, it's not sustainable. These numbers do not add up. We don't even have to talk about uh, farm raised or whatever the language is, organic, whatever. It is not sustainable with seven plus billion people on the planet. But when you talk about clean meat and cellular ag and seitan and you know, tofu, seitan and tofu are thousands of years old, full stop. And who was making them then and who still makes them? The monasteries, the, the temples, the, right? These are associated with, uh, they're poo-pooed on because they don't show these signs of quote-unquote masculinity and wealth 
uh, and these some of these Western values. Mm-hmm. But some of those things are, you know, as we said, killing workers on the floor, uh, obviously the animals, and, and killing us, even if slowly. Um, yeah. Veganism, like uh, uh, Arab Spring, like Black Lives Matter, like, um, I think it's a little bit different for the, the, the quote-unquote queer movement, or LGBTQ, but all of those have been around, right, since the 60s and re- 1960s and really before, back to our Uranus uh, and Pluto and Virgo. What's happened by way of Uranus and other things going on, particularly in Pis- Uranus and Pisces, Uranus and Aries, is we have the internet. It's got accelerated. We're talking about it. And this isn't government uh, regulated or, or you know, illegal. It's uh, we're having cross-cultural, cross-generational, cross continental and, and go down the list, conversations, interactions, engagements, activism, uh, parties, and, 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 uh, right? A lot of these boundaries, back maybe back to Neptune and Aquarius, are going away. And there's minuses to that without trying to go there. But the pluses are, particularly with Uranus and Taurus, is we're getting to spend a few years really saying, what do I value? What do you value? How can we come together, going beyond the Uranus and Taurus with that? And we're going to definitely see this in 2021 because Uranus starts squaring off uh, Saturn, going into Aquarius, right. and Mars, right? So this is all going to get ratcheted up. Sorry, folks. But I think these, and I think we're going to have fights over them in, in and the spectrum sort of top to bottom. But I think what's important is part of that fight is going to be for ourselves, right? Humans or really all life. And all life to me includes the earth, capital E, or maybe we go back to Gaia here and and all of that. Yes, very much so. There's so many things I want to say beyond, but I will actually close with this. The hippies probably had it right. A lot of times, I don't see sad hippies unless they're at a protest, right, sort of on the cement and with a sign. But when I see hippies, I think of color and be, uh, with the clothing and the textiles and beads and on their face. Yes, maybe they have pot, which is not necessarily my groove. Uh, incidentally, <laughs> incidentally, I think we'll see legalization in more countries, maybe including the U.S. It just yes. makes a, a sense. We're spending more money, uh, particularly Black and Brown people, to jail for you know, many years those bills are not expensive, and that's been privatized. Now I am getting political, and yes, a little preachy. If we flip that whole thing around, the taxes from that, as Colorado can tell us, uh, I think a couple states uh, that I'm not familiar with, the numbers in the Pacific Northwest, but we're ruining lives doing it, right? We're harming people, again, particularly Black male lives, uh, right? Uh, and, and others uh, directly, including someone in my family without going down that sad story. But um, we need to, mm, no, that's not what we need to do. A lot of, of where this country and other countries and other things are going is up, is up for debate. Mm-hmm. And I think we're going, Uranus and Taurus is going to help us <laughs> sort that out. I don't think that will be easy. I don't think it will be hard. I think it'll be the work that we need to do so we can have 
clarity, if not better lives, and hopefully collectively. And some of that, I was trying to factor out some of my politics there. <laughs> We're going into the new age of air. We have to re. I think we need to re. I think humans need to rethink how we live collectively. Card carrying Aquarius here, right, and, right, and that requires work and conversations and more work. Not that conversations aren't work, and and on and on. Let me pause there and thank you so much for inviting me here. I, uh, people, here's what I'm going to preach eat more vegetables. It's what I first learned transitioning to vegan, and it's what I've seen over the years. It's better for our bodies. It's better for the land. It's better if you want to be a great astrologer. Yes. It's better uh, <laughs> for, for your mind. family. It's, uh, it's, oh gosh, I could have gone consciousness, off. Consciousness evolution. Take it out to the, you know. Eat, eat more vegetables slash eat the rainbow. Uh, and that is, I mean, it's from many places that you've already heard, but a part of that's from you, uh, or sorry, not you, a fit for life. Fit for uh, life, right. Eat the rainbow, all different colored foods. Yeah. I don't eat just all the, even though I love it, the, the French fries, the beige and the brown and the, right. eat the rainbow. Get that color Thank, in there. Thanks yeah, again for awesome. this conversation. Um, I'm so glad we had this conversation. Oh my God, Demetrius, you had so many gems in this thing and it, it's, it's so rich and I'm so grateful to you uh, for all the light that you bring to the world. New York City, you know, been through hell this year and you're holding them up and just really grateful for all the good work you do in the world. So I am so glad, glad we finally had our chat, yay. Well, anyway, yeah, folks. All right. So, uh, yeah, this has been Star Sound Speaks. Um, and I look forward to hopefully more in the future. We can talk about other, other topics as well and uh, keep that conversation rolling. Thank you so much. So that was Demetrius Begley. You can find him on Twitter at VeganD, as in Demetrius. And uh, I, it's, just, it's just been awesome having you. Thank you so much. And um, so everybody else, yes, thank you. Happy new moon in Virgo. And we will see you next time. This is Irliana Samsara, Star Sound Speaks, starsoundastrology.com. Thank you all for listening. Namaste.